the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Telephone number 877 Bob Live, 877 262 5483. Kind of ran out of time with uh, JD Vance, but uh, let me just elaborate on what I said at the very end. Uh, of all of the candidates, uh, Republican candidates, JD Vance contacted me this program more than any of the other candidates. And as I told you through that whole primary thing, I have an open-door policy. If you're running for elective office and you want to talk to my audience, I want you to talk to them. I want my audience to be informed. I want you to have the opportunity to hear from the candidates. So I got the word out. You want to be on my program? Just let me know. We'll, We'll put you on. Uh, Josh Mandel, I think, was on twice. I think Jane Timken was on once. Uh, Mike Gibbons was on, I think, twice. Um, Dolan, never. Um, Who am I missing? Anyway, J.D. Vance, I think he was on four times because he approached me more often than any of the others, indicating that you folks were important to him. Then I wondered, all right, he is now the nominee. He was very, very available before the campaign, or during the primary, before the primary election. Uh, I'm just wondering if he will continue to be available. So, for the first time, I reached out to J.D., and it was a uh, it was a test uh, because I and I've had this happen before. It happened with John Kasich, you know, before the election. Bob, I I want to be on your program. Uh, John Kasich, before he was elected governor, promised me personally, face to face, Bob, I care about your audience and I want to be on your program at least quarterly after I become governor. Right. Could never get him on. I could never get him on. Uh, and then out of the blue, when he um, when he won the second term, he reached out, and I was the very first broadcaster to interview him after he was elected the second term. Weird. Uh, and then I could never get him back on the program again, ever. Tried. I knew his his, uh, press secretary very well. Well, anyway, so I just wondered if um, J.D.'s uh, desire 
to speak to you folks was real and genuine. Uh, so I reached out, said, hey, um, would J.D. like to come on the program um, after um, now that he has won the uh, nomination? And the immediate response was, absolutely, as soon as possible. Um, and we were actually scheduled Friday of last week. Something came up and he couldn't, so we rescheduled for today. So, uh I, I again, I think that speaks well of him, and uh, I think even more so, it speaks well of you that he wanted to talk to you, our audience. Lots and lots of problems politically in America, but as I continue to say, the worst problem we have in America is spiritual. I am far more concerned with what's happening in America's pulpits than what's happening with America's politicians. And I mean that sincerely. And I mentioned this quickly last week, but it's it's worthy of mentioning again. Uh, George Barna, the uh, Christian pollster, uh, has just released some new research, some new polling on biblical worldview. And it's multi-pages long, goes into all kinds of demographics, etc. But here is the most shocking part of this entire poll, this entire research, this entire survey. Only 37% of U.S. pastors hold a biblical worldview. Only 37% of pastors Now, that's across the board, and we've got to understand a large number of those are liberal, left-leaning, mainline, Protestant, denominational pastors. But 30? When, when, When people go to church on Sunday, only 37% of Americans who attend church can expect to hear a sermon from a biblical worldview. Think about that. Only 37% of pastors hold a biblical worldview. And worse than that, youth pastors, 2%. No, I'm not making that up. 2% of youth pastors. And as I said when I reported this last week, how in the world... Could a pastor hire someone, or if they're a volunteer, allow someone to work with their young people that rejects a biblical worldview? This is the greatest problem we're facing in America. It is far greater than Biden's policies. I know Biden's policies are bad, terrible, horrible, and uh, and by the way, brand new poll today, 76% of Americans say, hey, we're headed in the wrong direction. Uh, President Biden's poll numbers continue to sink. 76% of Americans say we as a nation are headed in the wrong direction. And many, many people, many conservatives are saying, oh, boy, this next election, Republicans are going to win in a landslide. We're going to get the House of Representatives. We're going to get the Senate. Things are going to change. Well, I hope Republicans get the House of Representatives and the Senate. I really do. 
But I won't expect much to change. Not until we see revival in our churches. 37% of pastors hold a biblical worldview, meaning the overwhelming majority of pastors reject a biblical worldview. Reject a biblical worldview. How bad is it? Well, I've got a couple of examples. Um, A church in Texas, a church in Florida. How bad are churches becoming? Well, I got a couple of illustrations. And uh, when we come back, I'll give you those illustrations, and then we'll go to the phone as well. Hang tight. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE. Craig in Mount Gilead. Be patient, my brother. I will get to you soon. We'll be right back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Thirty-seven percent of American pastors hold a biblical world view. Quick illustration, then we'll go to the phones. A uh, Texas church had an unusual Mother's Day service. Uh, You've heard the song, You're a Good, Good Father, That's Who You Are. Well, they sang, You're a Good, Good Mother. Yeah, you're uh, you're a good, good mother. They changed throughout the entire service uh, at Austin New Church. Austin New Church. Every reference to God, even if it was a neutral reference, they made it feminine. Uh, One of the church leaders, when reciting Psalm 23, said this, quote, We profess that we all bear the image of God, but how can we see God in ourselves if we don't see ourselves in God? If God is only male, if God is only white, what possibilities Does that uh, limit for those of us whose identity markers are different? And he went on to say that uh, David, when he wrote the 23rd Psalm, was just ignorant. He just didn't know any better to use male pronouns. And then in Florida, the uh, Naples United Church of Christ is sponsoring a drag Queen show at the church. Yes, the uh, Naples United Church of Christ is sponsoring the inaugural Youth Pride Conference hosted by Gleason. And as part of it, uh, they're going to have 12 to 18 year olds dressed in drag at the church, sponsored by the church. I don't even need to make commentary on that. All right, let's go to the phones, and I've got Craig in Mount Gilead. Uh, Craig, you don't do secret 
drag queen stuff, do you, on the side? No, no, I, I don't do secret anything on the side. I'm I'm still mud-covered Craig. <laughs> I haven't changed. Craig, I haven't heard from you forever. Where have you been? I know, I know you haven't heard from me. I have been extremely busy. My son and I started a business, and it has. I've been very, very busy. Good for but you. But I'm kind of... Yeah, well, ratcheting down my involvement in the business and ratcheting up my involvement in my church. Good. And so, you know, that's why you're hearing from me today. Well, I've missed you, and I mean that seriously. I've wondered, where in the world is Craig? Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. Um, I, I looked yesterday at that same Barna survey, and, and actually... Um, I have a radio program on a station in Marion, Ohio, and I actually mentioned that on my show. And, you know, it was shocking and alarming, but not surprising knowing how many liberal churches there are in America. Yeah. But, but I'll tell you the worst part of the survey. When you break it down between lead pastors and assistant pastors and youth pastors, you know, lead pastors were, I believe, 47% had a biblical worldview. But when you got down to the youth pastors, it was absolutely scary, the small percentage of them that had a world, a biblical worldview, when you consider that the youth pastors are working with the most vulnerable portion of our population as far as vulnerable to what's going on in the culture and ability to stay in the church versus leave the church. Yeah, the number, so the number all, Craig, for youth pastors was 2%. 2%. Right. So you've got youth pastors who don't have a biblical worldview, teaching youth who already are feeling all the different tugs from the culture, it's no wonder that the huge percentage of our youth, when they you know, go to college, when they leave home, leave the church. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. We have been all about entertaining uh, I'll never forget, this trend started several years ago, Craig. I remember, uh, it's been quite a while ago, but I was talking to an architect who specialized in church buildings and so forth. And I don't remember how we came to this, but um, he was showing me uh, drawings of projects that they were working on. And one of them was a large church here in Columbus, And he said, let me show you what we have planned for their youth room, for their teenagers, their youth. Uh, The entire room was filled with video games. I mean, the entire room was filled with video games. And I said, well, do you know anything about this church? What do they do on Sunday morning? He says, well, they want to attract a crowd. They want to attract the kids. And they know that all kids love video games, so this is what they use to get the kids in. I said, well, do they do any teaching at all? He said, well, yeah, some, but they think if they just get the kids in the door, 
then that's an accomplishment because they got them off the street. I'll never forget that, Craig. And that was one of the larger churches here in Columbus. You know, it it just shows how much the culture has influenced the church versus the church influencing the culture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Craig. And that's why I continue to contend our greatest problem is not the White House. The greatest problem is the pulpit. I, I, hey, Bob, I agree with you 100%, and just keep fighting the good fight, because that's what you do every day. Well, you as well, and uh, keep the mud off your boots, and uh, please avoid those traffic jams in downtown Mount Gilead. Yeah, we had uh, we had one farmer taking his cows from uh, one pasture to another across the road, and another <laughs> farmer bringing his pigs down the road. We had a five-animal accident, but fortunately, only one pig su- sustained minor injuries. <laughs> Thank you for that traffic report from Mount Gilead. I think I think we should feature that like once a week and. Now, here is Craig giving us a traffic report from downtown Mount Gilead. Craig, take it away. Yeah, we'll make, we'll make that a regular feature, all right? Oh, sounds good, Bob. You have a good day. All right, you too. God bless you. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I have a lot of first-time visitors, but I have regular visitors, or not visitors, callers, and I really do miss them. Uh, and usually I have no way of checking on them. I don't have phone number. I don't have address. I don't have last names. I just know first name from so-and-so, and and I have no way of getting in touch with them. Uh, And I've been wondering about Craig, so I'm glad that he called and glad that he's doing well. All right, we're going to take the bottom of the hour break, and uh, then we will be back with... Wait till you hear what some young people in Wisconsin have been charged with. No, legally, they have been charged. Wait, wait till you hear this story when we return. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.